Are you trying to blow out my speakers or what? Yeah, that and I am celebrating because, well, we're finally here, folks. The final episode of yes, our first the final year episode. Our first Woo, season. We're finally done. I'm sorry, did you say first season? Yeah, there's going to be a second. At the very least, there's going to be a second of Supercast Brothers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just, despite your sweet tears that I will place in a frosty mug, we're in a, I would say we're in a better place with it than when we started, I think. And, you know, when we had some trepidation on where this would go in the beginning, but now we're caught in a nice groove. We've already consigned ourselves to the purgatorial second season. Um, well, and we're I'll, not planning. I will yeah. say that we're in a good place with this. When we have nine episodes in a row that go up on time. We've already had three. That's not nine. It's a, it's divisible by doesn't nine. Matter. Or nine is divisible by it. That doesn't doesn't matter. I know. Oh. Yeah, the number nine holds a special place in my heart ever since twenty twelve, so I uh this one's for you, Herman. So, um, <laughs> you're like, what? Yep. So our second season starts on September 12th. So we're really not planning on taking a break, but we are spending the next few weeks rec between recording this episode and the next to fine-tune our plans for new features for the podcast in 2020. Right. So that's kind of exciting. Like, we, we discussed possibly, like, taking a month or two break in between seasons, but then we're just like, eh, I mean, we could, but Why? Considering these go up yeah. once every two weeks anyways, it's not like we're having to pump out an episode every day. And yeah. like, you calling them seasons is a bit of a misnomer. It's really just how we're defining the years that we've had episodes up. We started on August 31st, and uh, this is the closest that we're going to get to August 31st with an episode. If you're listening to this when it went on air on the exact day it's supposed to, being August 29th. Which, you know, maybe not. Maybe you're watching. Maybe this is the year... 2030 the apocalypse has happened and you just somehow found this and it's the only thing getting you through your day in which case i have to say why but hey thanks for listening i guess thanks for preserving our legacy keeping it... us alive in your heart sure i'm glad that <laughs> the soothing sounds of my voice can make you feel less shit about your day I guess. That, that's, I don't know that's happened with me for many years. I was going with this or how we got on this. I actually forgot to start the timer until just now. But hey, we're like three minutes in. It's okay. <laughs> what, 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 what are, I've lost the ball here. What are we doing? Where are we're, we? <laughs> we're doing super, we're doing super cast brothers. Our, our ah, final shit. episode of, of yeah. <laughs> I thought this was the from cast. No. That's a tentative idea, uh, but the name is copyrighted. Oh, fuck. I guess we'll just bleep that out then. No, by me. No, what? the name is copyrighted by me, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm fine with, with talking a little bit about that, too. It's, it's a new podcast idea that I have for uh, kind of a general talk show, but that's neither here nor there since this is the Supercast Brothers. Where we're and always our on final topic. episode. Yeah. Exactly. We are always on topic. This hasn't not been a year-long struggle versus our tangents on the likes of uh, what now? Harry Potter, 
Um, traps. Uh, yeah. Chucky Fenster. Well, all the in- maybe, maybe we'll have new jokes for year two. Maybe we will, or maybe these same old ones will also be a part of the party. Who really knows, maybe huh? We'll have no jokes, and I can finally not cry myself to sleep. Ah, but in year two, the jokes aren't just going to be audio. They're going to be visual as well. So uh, there is that. So for our second year, starting on September 12th, we are planning on having audio presentation. We're going to capture ourselves and our screens. We're one after having the audio presentation, dumbass. Yep. On um, video. We're going to be able to see our ugly oh. little faces and whatever props <laughs> that we decide to bring out. Oh, buddy, that's going to be a good one if our uh, live Q&A we had a while ago on Twitch is anything to go by. Um... <laughs> I don't want to see yeah, that so that's, that's... ever again. <laughs> don't even mention it. <laughs> one of our... Uh... So nope. that's one of our new features is it's going to be audiovisual. It's going to be audio on Spotify and, and Apple Music and all, the, and all that stuff, of course, in the general podcast RSS world. But if you watch on YouTube you will get to see our shining, beautiful, brilliant faces as well and get to compliment us on our on our eyes and our lips and our figures. So it's going to be a good time. Um, beyond that, if we also have me, you a... You would see them giving you the side eye right now. Well, I will be able to see you one day. Someday soon, actually. In two weeks. In two weeks. Who, buddy? Uh, we also have a jingle coming along from our pal Kelly Jelly that is going to debut in year two. So that will be fun as well. And as for other changes, I don't know. Hopefully one of the changes is we go viral somehow and become famous. That would be good. Off of this podcast to clarify, because going viral and being famous isn't always good. It's not. <laughs> so, um, but that's enough exhibition, basically. Our final episode of this first year, uh, bringing it all the way around, just about to the 31st when we started this whole thing, is the Tournament of Champions for Smasher Dash. And since I've been talking a lot, because I'm known for that, how about you take it away, Lister, on what the Tournament of Champions is? So, Tournament of Champions, obviously this is a Smash or Dash episode, it's got to have something to do with Smash or Dash, right? But this isn't just us going over uh, t- two pairs of two characters and being like, okay, which character do we want to see after we discuss their uh, abilities, history, and whatever not. Because we figured, okay, we're doing this finale type thing for every season. We did our look back on Mercurius, we did our mystery submissions where neither of us had a clue what the other one was going to do. Polar Bear and Trapper are up on the wiki, by the way. Yes, they are. So that's pretty cool. You can just actually read completely what we said in case you did not watch that episode. Uh, my submission of the Trapper from Dead by Daylight and John's submission of the Polar Bear from Ice Climber. Which one of Me us skipping. came up with a weirder idea? I will let the viewers decide. Because <laughs> I honestly don't know. I really don't. <laughs> but anyways, Tournament of Champions, we had, I had to try and figure out, okay, what can we do for a finale for, um, for Smash or Dash? And really, only one thing came to mind. We smash or dash them again. And I oh, don't mean, buddy. I, I don't mean going like, oh, Octoling versus Tom Nook. Let's discuss that again. Or, oh, Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude. Let's discuss that again. No, 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 no. I mean, we're going to take the winner of every matchup, 
put them in a tournament bracket and hopefully relatively quickly go through all <laughs> 16 previous Master Dash winners to determine who is our tournament of champions who out of all of the first eight episodes of this match as we want to see added into Smash the most I don't know who's gonna win this is gonna be pretty interesting uh, we considered at first saying okay we'll just have them go in order of how we did them in episodes which if we did that we would be like Octoling versus Mock Rider and then Ganon versus Marshall and Zero versus Toe but honestly that's kind of predictable and boring and I kind of thought well if we do that then in the future we might be like ooh that character won the first matchup of this episode I'm going to try and make this other character win because I want that character to try and win the overall. And I didn't want to try and game the system like that. So instead, they've all been randomized. Uh, I did the randomizing of the bracket. Zero versus Toad? Do what? You mean we don't get Zero versus Toad? I feel like that would be such a hard decision. I mean, anyway, we, what? We might. Let me fucking get to it. Jesus Christ. Shit, Is Jesus man. a part of this? Moving on. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to say something before you interrupt me. Uh, I, I made the bracket weeks ago, several weeks ago, over a month ago, so I don't remember what all the matchups are. Actually, I don't think I remember what any of them are. And Jono has not even seen it, so he does not know any of them. So this should be fun to see who actually got matched up against each other and how this whole thing is going to go. We're not going to go as super in-depth as we do on a regular Smash and Dash because there's just not enough time. There's yeah. Not yeah, absolutely. It, Smash Dashes already can sometimes take between 30 to 50 minutes for just one matchup. We don't have the time for that today. It's going to be a little bit lightning round, but we're starting to allow ourselves some time for a discussion. It's not going to be like, mm -hmm. oh, I vote for them. No, we we got we to gotta get into it a little bit. But we're not going to go crazy. And in the interest of time, I don't think there's anything more that needs to be said in the intro. And unless you have anything more to say, I think we should just dive in with our first matchup if we spent 50 minutes on every character we would have spent uh 50 times 8 that's 400 yep we would have spent about 400 hours on this 400 a good minutes, time 400 minutes oh is it minutes yes i i planned on that yes yes still a long time so um without further ado let's get into the first matchup all right, so the first matchup in our Tournament of Champions actually does feature Zero, but not Chucky. against Toad. It's Zero versus Mock Rider. Oh, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mock Rider, who you previously championed pretty hard in our first ever Smash or Dash episode. So to you, I will go. Do you have any opening thoughts about these two characters? If there were going to be a second Mega Man character alongside classic Mega Man, obviously Zero feels like he fits the boot best in my personal opinion, so Absolutely. I'm glad that he's here to duke it out. Uh, because he, he really started this whole sub-branch of, of, uh, of Mega Man games uh, with, the, with the Zero series and with his inclusion in X, bringing kind of a more serious take on... Mega Man, I think, in general, and all the different tools that he brings to his disposal, uh, almost turning it into a Metroidvania-style thing. I was always a fan of that, even though they're a little too hard sometimes. <laughs> so, it's, uh, so, good kudos to him. We talked about him in that episode with Jamie, and he championed himself over Shadow, ultimately. 
uh, both characters who had a lot of weapons up their sleeves, uh, versus Mock Rider, who is more of a what you see is what you get. Uh, but because of the nature of this character being someone who works on off of a motorcycle and not wanting to take away that part of their identity, because I mean it's not Captain Falcon going around in the Blue Falcon. This is more doable. Um, it it becomes interesting because in, in that first very first episode that we did on September twenty eighth of twenty nineteen, believe it or not, a long time ago now. Oh yeah. Mock Rider beat Balloon Fighter in hand-to-hand Mortal Kombat, essentially, only after a vote that I think Mock Rider won by one point over in a tiebreaker. So we had a tiebreaker on our very first episode. So I stumped for Mock Rider hard. You <laughs> did. Which, which I did not quite expect to getting into it because I was like, okay, this is a character that is pretty limited. You have a bike that they can go on, but what else can they do? You have the Gatling guns on the front of the bike. You have... But then we're like, hey, what's associated with the bike? Oh, yeah, they can use a chain kind of similar to, to the Belmonts. They could drop oil tankards or, or and shoot them and catch them on fire. So that's kind of cool. He can have a little pistol when he's off of his bike. He can jump from his bike onto the ground. It's, it's kind of like a stance change character where you have a full moveset on the bike and a full moveset off of the bike, which was very appealing to me. Uh and then while on the bike, you just do bike things. You do you do whirly birds and hop off ramps and and shoot the gunny guns that are there and it's a good old time. So it's still more of a utilitarian character, I think, compared to Zero who has uh an arsenal of weapons up his sleeve. Uh and it's more of an established character. Of course, it's mock riders pretty retro and only comes from one or two titles that are variants of each other. Uh and I have an initial lean, but I'm going to, I feel like I've been rambling. So on to you. Well, rambling is a thing that we are both known for doing. So that's yep. really not a surprise. But um, I, I also have a lean as well here. Um, you, you've you covered a lot of Mock Rider there pretty much, and I don't really have much to add there other than uh, I think uh, some a lot of the retro picks that are out there that people champion for, I think he's probably one of the hardest to conceptualize, both by fans and potentially even by Sakurai just because of the nature of the bike. Like, you could say, okay, yeah, sure, he could fight Alt-Bike too, but you still have to figure out the bike part of it. Uh, Zero, I mean, I'm a huge Mega Man fan. Have I played much of Classic or the X games? No, but I'm I'm relatively familiar with them. I'm much more of a Battle Network kind of guy, and I would love to see some Battle Network content get in this match. Of all the, like, Mega, Mega Man music on Wily Castle, we've got Classic, we've got X music, we've got Zero music, we've got Star Force music. No Legends or Battle Network music. What the hell's that all about, Capcom? Seriously. <laughs> I'm no I know I'm on a tangent, but I'm pissed I'm pissy about that. I love me some Battle Network. Yeah. But I do one hundred percent agree if we ever get a second Mega Man character in Smash, assuming that classic Mega Man isn't just replaced with X Mega Man, which is possible, it's it's gotta be zero. It is. As much as I would love Battle Network Mega Man or Battle Network Proto Man or Battle Network Base, it's zero. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. The question is, who do we who do we want between the two of them? Uh, Mockbreaker, you know, he's got his bike, yelling gun, oil slicks, bike tricks, whatever. Zero's got his sword, he's got a buster, he's got a shield, lance, axe, all kinds of crazy elemental attacks as well. He can have beams of energy fall down from the sky. And he's a robot. And, you know, robots, as long as they're not trying to kill you, are pretty damn cool. That's just true. Yeah. Between the two of them, I, I definitely have a lean here. 
in uh, something that I'm going to mention before we get into ours is unlike previous Smash S episodes where if we tie, we just put it to the audience, we can't do that here. Now, when no. we get to the finals, if we tie on the finals, theoretically we could put that one to the audience, but every single battle until that point, if we disagree, we have to hash it out and find a winner, hopefully relatively quickly. <laughs> and I have a bad feeling about just this whole thing in general. Not necessarily specific matchups, but we're going to tie at some point. We're, we're going to. Yeah, we are. We are. So, are you ready to declare your vote? I am. All right. Well, who, who are you picking between these two? Okay, I pick... Mock Rider. I pick zero. <laughs> I knew it. I knew this was gonna happen. I I knew. All right, all right. I don't know how we're gonna get through this. Let's let's figure this out. Zero or mock rider. Okay, so let's let's go into the whys. Why would you rather see mock rider in Smash than Zero? Okay, okay. <laughs> I. Would I just love how this happened in the first round? I had a feeling it would after we, you went on that tangent about how we're, we would hit a tie, so I'm just tickled. Uh, I would rather have Zero uh, Mock Rider. I, that was an interesting Freudian slip. I'd rather have Mock Rider in over Zero because point A, Mock Rider represents more wholly a series that has not been represented in Smash yet. Uh, point B, after the Grinch leak. My hype for Mock Rider just became intense because of that. Point uh, three is having a character that works off of a bike like that. Uh, it may be hard to initially figure out. I'll try and make a Smash Topia of it some someday, um, and I could commit to that too. I just don't know when. Uh, but it's a character who is unique in that sense, where there's not very many bikers you can plausibly include. You can go the Excite Biker route, but that would arguably just be Mock Rider with less at their disposal because it would just be a bicyclist as opposed to someone with, uh, you know, skills as a bounty hunter as well. And then there is, uh, what, the Paperboy from Paperboy? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, or or, Uni or Uniracer, which actually would be kind of interesting. You could also so, kind of argue F-Type F in there a little bit. He's not a biker, but it is still a vehicle. That's also true. That's also true. Although I'm, I'm, I'm kind of banking on this whole idea of this is a bounty hunter on a bike, so the bike is kind of tertiary to it, but it's also part of their identity. So they come off the bike to fight, they go on the bike to fight. So there's essentially two movesets in one, uh, and that's the idea that I made me enchanted by Mock Rider versus Balloon Fighter. All right. I guess why would you rather have Zero over Mock Rider? So I'm ignoring here my typical thought process of. I don't want to see a third-party franchise get more than two characters. Because I'd rather mm -hmm. you know, see more series be added. But I, for, for the purposes of these, I'm trying to ignore that whole thing. Uh, and I'm just... I'm very... I'm very I really like the Mega Man franchise. I, I love it's, what it's got in there. Zero is an amazing character. Mock Rider is technically... I mean, he, he, kind, of, he kind of... This is the problem with being a character that only has one game on the NES or sometimes SNES depending on the retro character you're talking about, is 
There's just not much to them beyond, hey, it's a dude on a bike and you got to make up a bunch of nonsense, which sometimes works. But typically, I'm more attracted to actual characters than that. And even though Zero is another swordsman and he's another Mega Man character, I just I feel more interested in seeing the character of Zero be in than the identity of Mock Rider being in a, a dude on a bike. Yeah, he can do different things besides just ride his bike and shoot a gun, but Zero is just where where more of my interest is. Because mm-hmm. I think, because when I'm thinking about more, just like not only what they're from and who they are as a character, but what they can bring in Smash 2, and Zero just has more in terms of who he is as a character. You, you say, oh, Mock Rider could represent a series that's not in Smash. Mock Rider is one game. One game is not a series. It, it, but by that argument, uh, you could say E.T. for the Atari deserves to be in Smash because its its franchise isn't in there yet. Can we have E.T.? No, no E.T. <laughs> oh. But that that's pretty much my thought process between Zero and Mock Rider. Yeah, the identity is a is a good point. Mock Rider is you're talking about different move setup potentials and, and everything like that. It's more of a character idea. It's more of the, because pretty much a lot of characters from games back then were just avatars for you, the player basically to operate through and didn't have a personality or much of a backstory. Right. Uh, and that's had a, had a small backstory for the character, but it was generally just like a very short paragraph of information that would either scroll by on the screen or be in the instructional booklet. Which not yeah. everybody read instructional booklets. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Well, let's see here. Hey, I'm pretty sure that Mock Rider came out on the NES and the arcade, so there's two Mock Rider that's, games in that still, series. No, if a game that's a port, <laughs> dude, that's a port. If you want to say that, then that means Dragonborn has been like in a hundred games because Skyrim is on every system in existence. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Our versus Mock Rider too. That's, anyway, the, the versus Nintendo games that they came out with, it's the same game. There, there's no distinction there. Yeah. yeah. There, sometimes there's there's distinction like the whole arcade presentation of Punch Out and the Wireframe Mac and the different, uh, occasionally different fighters that you would be battling. But in the in terms of Mock Rider, it's not really there. Uh, you know, Zero is definitely a character with more pedigree, comes from several different games in the series, has an established plot line, so definitely much more appealing from that sense. Uh, yeah, there is a usual rule of, oh yeah, more than one rep per franchise or whatever. We get that halfway with the Echoes and Ultimate already anyway, so I'm not as concerned about that. But, yeah, you know what, it's the, it's the first round. Uh, we might be throwing the gauntlet harder with other matchups later on so i'm not necessarily staunchest about mock rider out of all these things i'll just say let's go zero honestly i'm surprised i thought you were going to uh double down there no no all right then i guess you just wanted to see a tie happen right away didn't you You, you no see when i came up to try and break it no i i was just i was just interested in mock rider you know All right, well, there we have it. Zero beats Mock Rider in round one, which means we can go on to our second matchup, and this one might hurt you a little bit. Really? It's Ganon versus Marshall. <laughs> Marshall, nice. of course, being from Rhythm Heaven, and Ganon being the more bestial, pig-like form of Ganondorf. 
the design of which we discussed before would be more based off of his uh, original Link to the Past, or not original Link to the Past, uh, original, original Legend of Zelda and his Link to the Past appearances with a big burly blue fur around his gigantic arms and the skull-looking trident, which I've always yeah. thought was cool-looking. I, I concur. And Marshall, of course, being from Rhythm Heaven and the... So this is all randomized. It's funny that they ended up being the matchup. Yeah. Because had this not been randomized, they would also still be the matchup. Yeah. So I, because I, they I were in the same episode. Randomized... I put the whole list of characters in a randomizer and clicked the button 10 times. I'm like, all right, this is it. And then I put it in um, challenge.org and had it, or challenge.com rather, and had it actually do like seeding and not just go by the list. So I still didn't even know what the order was going to be. Nice. Nice. So you kept it as much of a surprise to yourself. As you could. Nice. Okay, well, nonetheless, Ganon won versus Tetra in our November 9th episode of Smasher Dash, and Marshall beat Ribbon Girl. So, here we are with those two. They're kind of kind of ran parallel as Birds of a Feather, now they really are against one another. So, for starters, I, I uh, elucidated my thoughts first last round. How about you go and give us a little head dive first? Sure. So Ganon, uh, as mentioned, he's the bestial form of Ganondorf. He was actually the first form of Ganondorf that we ever saw in the Legend of Zelda franchise, only seeing Ganondorf himself uh, in Ocarina of Time for the first time. Uh, Ganon in Smash, you could have him transform into and from Ganondorf. I think that's probably the way I would do it. That's actually how we do have it on the Smashtopia wiki as of right now. So go check that uh-huh. out if you would like. We worked on that submission together years ago at this point. Before yep. Ultimate, that is. Uh, he can throw fire keys around, use his trident. Uh, I don't I don't remember all the attacks we gave him, but those were two of the big ones that we had thought up with. Meanwhile, Marshall, he's Rhythm Heaven. You know, it's a rhythm mini-games. Uh, he's a, he's not really much of a character in his own right. All those characters are kind of like, like, I'd say they're more like archetypes. Like you have the wrestler and the karate dude and the singing trio. Yes, I know, Rhythm Heaven fans, that's not their names. Don't kill me. I know their names. I'm just trying to go through thick shit. Back off. Jonna will kill me first anyways. Uh, Marshall, <laughs> I figure if he's in Smash, he's probably going to be taking a lot of cues from the various mini-games because he can kind of be like a hodgepodge character of all of that instead of just having somebody be uh, a, a wrestler and reporter where they just do wrestling stuff or Karate Joe who just do karate stuff or chorus kids who just do singing. Yeah, Concrete yeah. Angel by Martina McBride. Sure, whoever that is. <laughs> Uh, between the two of them, they, they can both get in for like very different reasons. There's no Rhythm Heaven yet represented in Smash. There was rumors we're going to get one in Smash 4. And with the Sneaky Spirit enemy which uh, in Smash Run, which is the only Nintendo franchise to get an enemy in Smash Run that did not have a playable character, which is, or a stage possibly, which is incredibly interesting. Especially since mm-hmm. I don't think you would need Sneaky Spirit. You could have put in Diglett in that same kind of functionality. So, yeah. weird there. Uh, I'm not really sure what he could do beyond just doing like regular hodgepodge of mini games. At some point, I intend to do some research on it, but it's not now. Ganon, I mean, you could argue, hey, we don't need another Zelda. We don't need another Gandorf. Like, but we do need another Zelda rep. Come on. Yeah. Does it need to be another Gandorf when we have two Zeldas and three Links? No. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting a more unique character like Skull Kid. But Ganon would still be huge for the Zelda franchise. It'd be he'd be fighting in a different way. Give Ganondorf even some more utility that he can do things with. 
and he'd just be really awesome. Actually, both of these characters I would love to see, but uh, we can only put in one for right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the appeal for me with Marshall, I've been going through kind of the gamut of Rhythm Heaven characters over the years, trying to figure out what what would fit in best. Because going through Nintendo's franchise list, you know, we've worked through most of the legacy icon characters at this point, but Rhythm Heaven is a more uh, active modern franchise that's kind of, you know, second or third tier compared to, you know, Mario, Donkey Kong, Zelda, whatever. But it still has its place, and it was a very key player in DS era, Wii era stuff for Nintendo. So there's certainly still a demand for it. And uh, Marshall is one of the characters that has kind of co that the fan base has kind of coalesced around. Because as you said, Rhythm, uh, you know, the reporter and wrestler, very specific from one micro game. What are you going to do with it? Uh, it's It's more stationary there's only one direction you could particularly go with that character karate joe same idea there's a little bit more there's some more liberty you can take there given that karate joe's a more ubiquitous character rhythm girl same idea but marshall even though he appeared first in like the third game in the series i think uh kind of maintains that um standard for the series as, as its representative at this point he, he appears in all the box art since and is just kind of a prank character. He kind of looks like a grown-up chorus kid, and it would be easier to implement than chorus kids, I think, being a solo character, while also being able to take some of what they would bring to the table. Like, a standard special could easily be that chorus kid microgame where they're uh, releasing musical blasts from their mouth. You know, they're screaming yeah. out, basically. And, uh, I don't know, just spitballing really quickly. That could be charge and, and go out further, of course. And then maybe you can, uh, depending on the charge or depending on the directional output or whatever, you change the tone of Marshall's voice. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, Nightwalk, very common, very iconic rhythm game in Rhythm Heaven where Marshall's walking along a, uh, street and there's balloons and... You just kind of walk to the beat. Uh, that could be an interesting final smash. Uh, spitballing, spitballing, trampoline for an up special. I don't know. There's there's a lot of different ways to go. There's a lot of different mini games from Rhythm Heaven. And kind of being in the spot where you're like, here's this character. And they represent an entire franchise of games. Rhythm set mini games similar to WarioWare, but Rhythm Heaven. Uh, that's pretty interesting. And Marshall is also a character who's often re represented in the 2D style. So the idea of maybe having him be a 2D character like Game & Watch is interesting to me. Even if it doesn't happen, that's just something on the table. Ganon, meanwhile, is a legacy character. While there are a lot of different Zelda characters to choose between, Skull Kid, Midna, Tetra, Impa... Uh, even something more offbeat like uh, Marin would be cool to me, using the different musical items from Link's Awakening. Uh, Ganon, I mean, you have two Zeldas, you have three Links, sure. And then doesn't doesn't Ganondorf seem a little bit lonely because of that? Um, <laughs> and all this all the all this exposition about wanting Ganondorf to be more unique, since he started out as a Falcon clone and is basically still in that area. Wanting Ganondorf. Um, to be Ganondorf. Exactly. And while Ganon alone doesn't fully accomplish that, you're giving us another side to that character that is 
undeniably unique with fire keys with a horde of moblins for their final smash with the trident as the as the main weapon that ganon uses you could summon down lightning that you can throw like a boomerang kind of it and is just kind of this long-ranged weapon that validates a heavy character and might actually make him a little bit competitively viable it's an interesting character to think about and the cool factor is really there with ganon in a way that i think pale pales in comparison you know very few characters match the cool factor that ganon exudes and <laughs> so so being like hey ganon being in smash is like oh that would be cool yeah it was <laughs> so, um uh, this is painful it really this is. is painful like I, w- I would love to see either of these characters get into smash mm-hmm. absolutely uh, honestly most of the characters that we're going to be discussing tonight i would be totally down to see but uh yeah <laughs> we ain't gonna get it yeah no we aren't uh with that said i am ready for my vote if you are i I've been I was flip flopping back and forth as you were going through uh, your discussions on them, but I I have mine as well. Okay, would well, you like to share your vote first? Sure, I'm actually gonna go with Marshall here. <laughs> uh, so and, am I. Okay, well there we go. Um, like I, I was really debating Ganon. Like I would love to see Ganon, but what I'm thinking about the two of them, yes, it'd be cool to see uh, the pig Ganon form being Smash get Zelda another rep. But when I'm looking character versus character here. Marshall and the idea of having a character that can actually fight based off of rhythm somehow is a very interesting idea. I don't know how it would work. Maybe someday we'll discuss it. But uh, yeah, I, like uh, I think it'd be very, very cool. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah, that was painful, but it it's a very vibrant series from Nintendo that is not yet properly represented, and I would like to see it yeah. given more respect I, in Smash. Rhythm Hip and honestly needs another new game. Like, it's been a while since the last one. I, I concur. And it's it's such an accessible franchise, it's kind of surprising. WarioWare 2 hasn't had much in a while, just mm-hmm. except for that anthology game. Yeah, they had they had, uh, they had an anthology game? I thought it was Mario Party. It was both. WarioWare Gold. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Gold. I was thinking of DIY, which, mm-hmm. wow, DIY. Not great. The idea was great, but it wasn't great in execution. No. Especially since it was only available to people who had the DSi. Come on. Unless I'm wrong. DSi was worse than DS Lite. Yeah. Like, I see what you're going with it, but they kind of went through some weird shit at the end of the 3DS's life cycle. Yeah. Like, let's pick out six new versions of the 3DS over the next four years. Like, uh, why? I'm not doing it. Yeah, anyways, I got an XL at one point and never again. Anyway, what? Uh, any, anyways, moving on to our third matchup here. This is going to be an interesting one. Spider-Man versus Octoling. <laughs> yeah, they they both feel like they could come from the same world in a sense. Yeah, I, I feel like we're kind of like alternating who starts off with everything. So let's go ahead and have you start off with your base thoughts on Spider-Man and Octoling. Uh, have fun. So, Octoling, the mass appeal of this character, I think, is the idea... They can easily be an Echo, of course, of Inkling, but the idea of them representing different weapons from Splatoon in their moveset. 
So you have this very fresh franchise that has made a very big splash, and you have a character who, with their presence, gives far more of a representation of the overall series than the singular Inkling could, even though Inkling could stand on its own as uh, the individual franchise representative of Splatoon forever, Octolinks have really grown to stand side by side with them, uh, especially after that massive story update in Splatoon 2. Yeah. So I definitely I definitely see them, and I think it's uh, it would be a good pick. And I think by the time Smash 6 comes around, it feels like an inevitable pick, much like in the same way that Inklings felt inevitable for Ultimate. Um, just my, just in my opinion, anyway. No, whatever form they show up in, whether an Echo or not, who knows. Um, as for Spider-Man, well, it's funny to see him entering the larger world of these matchups now, because that fourth party round of Goku and Spider-Man, where Spider-Man ended up victorious, pretty much out of just our own interest, as it always goes with these things. Uh, now he's a fourth party fighting against just legit video game characters. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> so this is Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I'm taking it that we're assuming liberties from Insomniac Spider-Man game, and it gives him a medley of different uh, web-based attacks. He's generally an acrobat that has webs that he's chemically designed at his disposal. So that's that character you and I know him well. And of course he'll be swinging around the stage. There's, no getting around that. That, that picturing that in my mind is a certain pleasure that I can't deny. So it is interesting. What are your thoughts? So here's how I'm looking at the two of these. We have a character in the Octoling where, uh, in their Smash Bros. episode, we were we were deciding between potential echoes. That's what we were doing in that yeah. episode. Because we had um, Octoling versus Tom Nook. We were like, okay, Octoling could be an, uh, an echo of the Inkling. Tom Nook could be an Oct- a, uh, echo cross. Tom Nook could be an Octoling. Yes, I, yes. Uh, Tom <laughs> Nook could be an echo cross between Villager and Isabel. Kind of like how Krom is a cross between Marth and Roy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we have Spider-Man, who's a fourth-party character and is not a video game character. So on, on mm-hmm. one level, it's just like, oh, we'll just vote Octoling because, you know, Spider-Man's not a video game character. But much like uh, how I previously mentioned with Zero in the my personal third party role, I'm kind of ignoring the fourth party fourth party thing in terms of tournament of champions. Does that mean I'm going to be voting for Spider Man all the time, or even the search matchup? Don't know. We'll see. But just to keep things interesting, I'm just going to ignore his origins. So I'm looking at a character. Mm-hmm. We have Octoling, who could easily be an Echo of Inkling, or they could go just use the same general idea but different weapons. So Inkling uses the Splat Roll, or maybe the Octoling uses the ink, the Octo Brush. Uh, instead of the Ink mm-hmm. Shot, it could be... I mean, there's the Octo Shot, but I feel like that's probably what they would do. Just you, you, I feel like their standard is probably going to be the same, because mm-hmm. that just feels right. Uh, they could do the Sniper, I guess, but... Like, they can use just use different weapons. Even if some of their specials are the same, like, all their uh, regular attacks, they can use different weapons for that. Instead of the Slosher, maybe the Octoling brings out a mini Splatling. That would be fucking yeah. fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's honestly hard to look at Splatoon and think, okay, how can more than one character come from this game? Because really, the Inkling represents the whole franchise cleanly. Now, as they get more games, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit harder to say because there'll be more weapons. But if I were to think of characters beyond Inkling that could somehow uh, represent different parts, 
obviously Aquiline comes to mind, then Sheldon, and then uh, Callie Marie, maybe Captain Cuttlefish. But it's really hard to pick out one to make them actually work differently. Spider-Man, yeah. meanwhile, he's all about swinging around acrobatics, clogging things up as his webbing. Uh, he would fight... Honestly, I don't know if there's a character in Smash that would be similar to him at this point in time. Maybe Sheik, I guess. That's probably the closest I could think of. Sheik or Zero Suit Samus. But beyond yeah. that, he's very unique in his own right. He's an incredibly popular character. One of the one of the all-time favorite characters in Marvel Comics, period. You got your yeah. Avengers, you got your X-Men, but then you got Spider-Man. Yeah. Certainly Stan Lee's favorite. Yeah. For good reason. <laughs> I mean, he's an amazing character. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So... Do you have your vote? This is this is this is unique. Of course I do. Of oh course yeah, I do. I do too. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna swing on over to the next round, isn't he? Are you voting for Spider Man? Yeah. Wow. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Well, guess what that means. What does it mean? He's in round two because I'm also voting for Spider Man. <laughs> Made you okay. think. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> At first, I was kind of thinking, okay, it's Octoling. Like like I said in the beginning, but I didn't want it to just be boring like that. So I, I feel like when it comes to just purely the character, the character, Spider-Man would be a lot more interesting to see be added. Just assuming he's a video game character, he would be a lot more interesting than Octoling. I, I concur, because when you bring it down to the nitty-gritty of the character and what they can bring to Smash, Spider-Man brings an entire different world with him. Uh, the stage would be unique. The move set is obviously quite unique for Smash. So, in that uh, categorization, it's a no-brainer. So, absolutely, I am. Yeah, cool. That was an interesting matchup. Yep. <laughs> now let's get to matchup number four: Midna from The Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess versus Takamaru of the Mysterious oh, Jesus Castle. <laughs> so we have a another Zelda choice and a popular one at that versus a popular retro character who has been getting passed over since Brawl. Do my chagrin. Takamaru, we've got a samurai. Uh, he's technically a samurai in training, really, mm -hmm. by the story of that game. Uh, you know, he's got his traditional. He's got his. Um, he's got a katana blade. He has. Uh, whirling blades that he can throw shurikens I think probably I don't remember exactly everything he has because I never played the game I kind of wanted to look at the research of it but again similar to Marshall I just haven't gotten to it yet <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, he, he's a very popular retro choice there are no well there's a lot of sword fighters in Smash there's no samurai like fighters we could have had Lin we could have had Lin uh huh that, or even Samurai Goro, who, who would be more of a wild bull fighter. But yeah. uh, then we also have Midna, who, again, is an incredibly popular choice from the Zelda franchise. Uh, you could have her either fighting on her own or riding on top of a Twilight Wolf, much like how she does in Hyper Warrior, since she doesn't ride Wolf Link in that game. I'm not really sure what the decision was there, but whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, she can teleport, she can do Twilight magic-ish stuff. Grab things with her hair and throw them around. Command her wolf to lunge and bite at people's necks. Maybe a little bit violent, Just like Rick. But, I mean, hey. 
I don't know who Rick is, but yeah. okay. Unless you mean Kirby Rick. But I don't know. I don't want to see a hamster <laughs> biting people's necks. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I do not. <laughs> okay. Um. So, my turn? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Midna is one of those characters. If I were choosing a Zelda character to be playable in Smash, say this was pre-Grinch Link before, and pre-Sakurai just kind of uh, teasing us too with the whole when, when uh, pre-release. With... Yeah, and and he and yeah, and you know what I was gonna say with like the Moon Assist Trophy and yeah. building his haunt for months about Skull Kid, because I because after that Skull Kid came head and shoulders above for the community overall. For the Zelda choices before then, it was just kind of this nebulous turf where Skull Kid, Ganon, Impa, Midna, sometimes Tingle for the occasional drunk person were coming in and they were all fairly evenly matched. And between all of those characters, Midna is one of the most one of the most intriguing to me. Where you're right, she jumps on a Twilight Wolf or Wolf Link, whatever, you have this character who is bipedal. And I'm operating from this just because I think it would be pers I personally think it would be more interesting for her to ride on a wolf. Um, and you know, there's certain attacks that you can that you can only engage in with Wolf Link and Midna in Twilight Princess that I think would easily be translated to Smash. Like you are uh, holding down the special attack button and moving to and fro kind of slowly, and then any at a Twilight Circle encapsulates a certain area around the wolf, and then whoever's caught in the circle, the wolf will jut towards them in the order that they ended up in the circle. Um, yeah, they can bite the next two. That would be interesting. That could be a side special. That could be a side dash, whatever. Um, side dash? And then Minda, of course. That? You get a dash attack? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, Midna um, also has that. Her, her hair piece is actually uh, kind of spoilery, so I'm not going to get into that too much. But basically, her hair has the ability to extend beyond into supernatural limits, which is where her assist trophy comes in. Definitely use that for grabs, use it for an up special, uh, that sort of thing. So there, there's certainly a lot to take into play there. Uh, Takamaru, interesting choice for a retro. Certainly up there in the echelons. He's up there with Balloon Fighter, more recently Mock Rider, as one of those characters that are constantly brought up. And I think between those three... Takamaro probably has the largest fan base. He's been talked about the most since Brawl when he was kind of first teased about. And then Nintendo had this weird thing. They released a Mysterious Murasonic Castle on the 3DS, uh, the first English release on the Virtual Console. They had Takamaru uh, have a feature in Nintendo Land. So there were certainly moves to try and bring him back into the public eye that did not culminate in a Super Smash Brothers appearance ultimately beyond that assist trophy he was um, and it was rainbow. kind of actually yeah captain rainbow too captain rainbow that's very true his game was pretty much put inside of samurai warriors 3 you're right you're right i forgot about the samurai warriors crossover so it's interesting to see that he there was this marketing push obviously from nintendo in different corners that brought up fan interest and then just kind of dissipated um and you're right, he does have the windmill blades, and he has will-o'-wisps and clay bombs. Uh, he in, uh, in his game, there's a shogi, which is kind of like a Japanese domino to speed things up and go past the whole game board game explanation. And the more that he collects, basically the 
more powerful those projectile attacks are. Um, being a samurai as well, um, this is an idea that I had after playing Ghost of Tsushima. We've been talking about characters who can stance change. Uh, characters like Heihachi or Urshifu or Yoshimitsu or Nightmare. Uh, samurai often stance change themselves in the combat. So who's to say that you can't renovate Takamaru into a modern frame by having different poses? Like I got this again, I got this idea from playing Ghost of Tsushima, where there's four different stances, um, at least a few of which are very um, realistic samurai poses, and the way that Takamaru holds his sword affects the way that his moves play out, at least his standards. Um, and that's how you can in insert more punch general punches and kicks and just different ways to use a sword. It can dispel the idea that being a blue-haired swordsman means that you are relegated to being a pretty typical swordsman. <laughs> so um, it's, it's at least something maybe to think about as an extra skill or a down special, whatever. Um, so it's interesting. And both characters, I am partial towards. So again, another difficult matchup. Uh, but I, again, uh, trying to keep things speedy enough, I do have a lean on this one. I would imagine that you might as well. I do as well. Uh, again, I Sweet. think both would be great. I'd love to have them both, but I can only say one name. At this point in time, that name is Midna. Really? Yep. Nice. Because for me, it's Takamaru. Shit. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Once again, let's try and quickly get through this. Okay, so the reason okay. I went Midna over Takamaru, um, largely it's the wolf factor. Uh, having mm -hmm. another quadruped fire would be fucking awesome. And Midna herself isn't going to be fighting in the typical way. She's not going to be using your typical punch-kick combo attack. Even if she wasn't riding a wolf, she's going to be using her hair for some of that, because making it look like this. So I guess, sure, you could call it a punch, whatever. But that's still going to be coming out of it from a different way. Her moves, her attacks are going to be just not your typical standard there. It also brings us a new Zelda rep. Uh, just a, I, I'm harping in on fighters that's going to be fighting in a completely different style that uh, nobody else can even dream of being at this point in time. Sure, later on you could add somebody like Zoroark, who's going to be another wolfy kind of fighter that could be uh, Quadrupeda, or Lycanroc would be an even better example than that. But Midna having the yep. wolf, but also having be a mounted unit, which is something I know you're heavily interested in, with Sigurd from Fire Emblem being a horse-bound unit. Personally, I tend to think, I, I know I've just, just, uh, expressed my own doubts about that, but having a smaller fighter on a wolf, I could see that happening a lot easier than a full horse, where the horse can't do anything, but the wolf can. <laughs> so having that kind of duality between it would be pretty damn cool. Uh, Takamaro, again, would also be awesome as well. Um, I like the idea of, at first when you were talking about a stanchion, I kind of like a Grimstone face. It's like, oh god, I want it to be like where we have to make multiple sets of special moves for this one dude. But then I was like, oh wait, before you brought it up, I was like, yeah, actually, you know what you could do, just have the stanchion completely affect their normal attacks or maybe some of their smashers and the special could all be the same that would be an interesting way to do it and then you mentioned it, i was like oh hey nice then i think that'd be really cool whether that's for takamaru or uh whoever the character is in ghost of tsushima or some other samurai fighter that we might eventually yeah. get in be it 
Lynn or Ryoma or Samurai Goro or who the hell ever else exists in video mm-hmm. games. Um, but but um, Takamaro, I, I, I think, again, a lot of it coming, is coming down to the characters to me and less so them in Smash, like I mentioned with um, Zero and Mock Rider. Midna, mm-hmm. she is... She's a snarky little shit. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. I do. Takamaru, mm-hmm. I don't know him as well, character-wise. Yeah. So I, I can't really speak yeah. much to who he is as a character other than I know, oh, he's a good dude who kills aliens and saves the saves the people. Cool. But uh, not sneaky little imp cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Midna is, Midna is, I think, one of the best characters written into the Zelda franchise. Uh, just in terms of narrative and in terms of how they present her um, and the way that she interacts with Link in particular makes for the best Avatar... I mean, not Avatar. The best what am Navi. I looking for? Navigational. Yeah, navi- Yeah, like a Navi. The best Navi-like character by far, hands down. Um, and certainly made Twilight Princess what it was. I mean, it's kind of in the title, isn't it? Yeah. So... <laughs> it is the Twilight Princess. Spoilers. Whoops. Yeah. So, yeah, again, undeniably a very, very cool character presentation. And you are correct that it is easy to have a mounted unit in that sense compared to other characters um, that would bring bigger animals or whatever into into play. Um, Pac-Man writing book. Midna... And book. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the new Pac-Man presentation in Smash Brothers 6 or whatever we're going to label it. Um... Yeah, so, and again, you're right with Takamaro being less of a established character because, again, uh, it's coming from a singular game pretty much, despite there being other variations. Him appearing as a guest in Samurai Warriors doesn't really add a whole lot to his character. It just increases gameplay possibilities, essentially, um, which is why I'm coming at it from a gameplay standpoint. I think that, for me, it's in the vindication of saying, hey... This is something that was very mishandled with Fire Emblem. Hey, here's a character who's a sword fighter, but you don't have to have them play like four other characters that already in, are in the game. You can have them be very, very different, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, essentially, because they have Marth copying off of this kind of faux fencing style, and then they have Lucina, Roy, Krom. It's like, give me, give me a break, Seriously. brother bear. Um, so Takamaro could give blue-haired swordsman a good name, uh, while also representing uh, samurai in the stance change idea that we had potentially if we go that route, or even um, just in what we already have from that singular game with the will-o'-wisp, with the uh, you know windmills and everything else. It's very v- integral part of Japanese culture and Japanese media that hasn't really been fully explored um, as an archetype in Smash Brothers. So I think the appeal for me here from Takamaro compared to Midna uh, is more that you are exploring this widely, um, you know, popular archetype for a character that somehow hasn't made it into Smash and you have the opportunity to, because Takamaro is more of a blank slate, to use artistic liberty to make an interesting moveset. Um, and also just the appeal of having a stage based on Murasami Castle and having that feudal Japan, probably cartoonish uh, locale. Um, 
is interesting to me as well. So I think that you can get some cool stuff from out of the franchise representation in Smash as well. Although that isn't to say that Midna doesn't bring a different kind of moveset to the table as well, since, again, it's a bipedal mount, so that's definitely unique as well, and something that isn't going to necessarily be explored by other characters either. And I guess you could make the argument that, uh, as you said, other characters like Lin or Jin from Ghost of Tsushima, for instance, could take on stance changes and other things, even though they wouldn't necessarily have all of Takamaru's tools at their disposal. Whew. So, uh, it's difficult to come to an easy conclusion when we can't just tie break. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, especially when the characters are relatively even grounded, evenly grounded, um, for the most part. And I will give Minda this: it's a wolf, and that's uh, one step closer to my to my dream of Amaterasu. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Epona. No, but. That too. God. That too. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Interesting, 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 interesting. And I, I'm taking it that this is not something that we're going to come back to. We need to make this decision basically now. Yeah. Oh, freak. <laughs> uh. I just sent you a uh, little representation of the stage backdrop, potentially. Okay, I don't over know Discord. why, but okay. I don't know, just because it was part of my part of my ramblings. So, yeah, there's that. And then, of course, there's so many interests in the thousand <laughs> Okay. You, stop going on tangent. We need a vote. We need a vote. Okay, 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 we, okay. We don't have time to fuck around. Okay, are we going to... This is still uh, matchup number four. I know, 15. we're only halfway through the first... Yeah. Okay, so... So, um... Count of three. Sure. One. One, two, two three. Three. Midna. Takamaru. <laughs> Man. Difficult. But basically, Difficult. what we're coming to here is we have a character that... We, we have two unique forms of fighting that are not represented in Smash. Uh... Quadruped, that's also a mounted unit, versus Samurai with potential stance changes. That's that's the big argument that we have here. This is what is causing so much trouble. These two characters could have easily have been uh, in the finals themselves. It's just an unfortunate right. matchup that they're both here in round one against each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is quite unfortunate. I guess maybe uh, one last hope that I have for Takamaru is that him being in Smash would engage the audience in a way that would drive up interest for his series to be revived in a way similar to Uprising. True, true. So there's, we still haven't gotten that yeah. Ice Climbers revival that people talk about. No, no, but that could easily... a lot harder than Kid Icarus. But Takamaru <laughs> yeah. has a better chance of it than Ice Climbers, too. It wouldn't, he wouldn't yeah. have an on-rail shooter like Kid Icarus is, but they could definitely do something with him, 100%. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Even just a more action, action-oriented platformer, or mm -hmm. uh, more like more like a medieval maybe, or a Jack and Daxter, or whatever have or whatever have you, or uh, or just more of a actiony samurai Zelda experience. Who knows? Maybe they go, yeah, there you go. Or maybe they go the 
way Zelda used to be with the linear set and go that way with Murasame and then keep Zelda going open air. Yeah, there's there's a few options, I guess. Anyways, we had to settle this character dispute. I know we do. I know we do. I know we do. It's hard. It's hard to say, though, because we have two different ideas on what we prefer and we cannot defer to the audience we cannot and we also have to move on we can do is either one of us can uh give up or we can flip a coin okay 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 flipping a coin uh is not a bad idea okay Uh, initially when we we were first talking about this idea i was very anti-flip a coin but for 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 round one i'm kind of okay with it because one we need to get this fucking thing going but for like semifinals, finals, we cannot rely on the coin. I think we need to agree okay. on that right now. Okay. Okay. Agreed. In that case, are we committed to flipping a coin between Medda and Takamaru? Because I have one ready. Sure. All right. Who is heads? Who is tails? Uh, we will go heads, midnut, tails, Takamaru. Okay. And I'm also going to say on this that we will only do flip coins if we are both saying that we, we both like the idea of each character. We just can't pick one over the other and convince the other person of that same one. Like if right. it was Toad versus Takamaru, and I was for some reason arguing Toad, then we could not do this because that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Fuck Toad. All right, flipping. You said heads for Midna, right? Heads for Midna? Yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah. Oh, on the floor. Uh, it is a head. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. That is heads from Minda, so Mudna moves on. Takamaru would have been great to have as well. or And would be, actually, yep. I'll just say would be. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. Matchup number five. Let's try and get to this one faster. Uh, Scorpion yeah. from Mortal Kombat versus Destigui from Pokemon Sun and Moon. <laughs> All right, Why so. Why do I... All right, give give us your brief rundown. <laughs> Man, why? Because <laughs> okay, let's. So. Yeah, okay. Um, Scorpion, easily a character that could have fallen into the never gonna happen kind of idea for our last Smash Topia. You have this very gruesome M-rated title and the character who represents that franchise. This is the first kind of mainstream experience in gaming where you had characters ripping each other's spines out and burning each other alive. It's kind of a gruesome ordeal. So there's that. That kind of factors into the, uh, you know, uh, interest. Scorpion is also kind of a villain, kind of an anti-hero, depending on the game. So there's interest in that area as well. And just being able to teleport around, catching people on fire, uh, using all sorts of different types of fighting moves that you wouldn't necessarily see in any other fighting game and having a censored fatality for a final smash all interesting uh <laughs> the character we should have gotten from sun and moon in smash here, screw and here. come on uh-huh seriously a flying ninja owl versus fiery frosted flakes i mean come on come on but that hill that we're going to die on aside, uh, Decidueye also brings a lot of interesting things to the table, just being a grass evolution, uh, ghost evolution, and having all of the abilities of a arrow-shooting owl on its side. So there's that. Uh, 
et tu lister. So, yeah, pretty pretty same thing you said there. Scorpion, he's pretty practically a demon. He can rip off his uh, his mask and have a skull underneath him. He can just breathe hellacious flames, burning other things, teleporting through uh, lava pools or whatever the hell he's doing there. The situation, he's Robin Hood as a Pokemon. <laughs> Enough yeah. said. He's an owl. Yeah. He can be doing talent attacks. He can he fires off wing arrows from his wings. I guess I meant like feather arrows from his wings, but what the hell ever. He's grass coast type, which is incredibly interesting to see as a starter Pokemon. Never thought we'd see a a Pokemon get ghost as a secondary type being acid evolves. That's fucking mm -hmm. new. Uh, and as you said, like he when it came to uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate discussion, people thought, oh, we're probably gonna get Decidua. That was the main discussion on Pokemon. That we saw. There were some people saying Incineroar. There was me saying Tapu Koko. But Sidui was the majority, I would say. I, I think a lot of people still would like to see him. It's just most of us have kind of realized, okay, we've got an Incineroar. We're not going to get to Sidui. But yeah, and that doesn't there's... matter because this is what we want. Yeah, exactly. The constellation of having to Sidui and Pokken isn't really that great either because Pokken sucks. So... So, uh, I so. already I already have my lean between the two of these. I, I think it's a fairly easy decision for me. Um, the other I one can... is possible, but I I definitely have a lean. As do I. All right. So let's scatter that scorpion. Fucking really, really? I'm going to stitch you. I. Oh my god! Come on. <laughs> Let's do this quickly. Um, what appeals to you more? He's on a fucking archer owl. What more do you have to say? I don't know. Demon pools of lava stuff. <sighs> you know, interest. I actually, th I really thought you were going to go Scorpion. Part oh. of my decision was just like, oh, Lister's going to choose Scorpion. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is easy. This is something that I can just relent on. Because I don't really care that much, and I want wanted Decidueye quite a bit, so let's just go to Decidueye and carry this on. All right, Decidueye it is matchup number six. This one's gonna hurt for me. It's Shantae of Shantae and Savvy Stylist of Style Savvy. Oh no! <laughs> what a what a horrible matchup for you. Yeah. So Shantae won our indie matchup against Shovel Knight so long ago. Uh, she's got the dancing hips. She can transform into elephants and spiders and harpies and. A monkey. Sounds a lot like me. I think a mermaid. I don't remember. She's got various transformations as well as her magic. She's got pirate gear that she can use. Overall, a very cool character. Apparently, some people are saying she sucks, but listen, you guys are wrong. Let me just state that right now. Anyways, then we also have Savvy Styles, which is a uh, bit of an odd dream of mine. It's a fashion girl who runs a fashion store, and she, I would assume, in Smash could whack people with purses and... Um, Clothes racks and I don't know what else, but goddamn, I'd love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Savvy Stylist was something that was not even on my radar, even with the iconic song whose name I can't remember right now in Ultimate. Um, until you started gushing about it because of that song, it's like, hey, the the stylist can be playable in here, and you, you know, I, I would imagine that various fashions come into play in the move set. She uh, could slide a clothes rack across the stage as a uh, dash attack or something there's there's certainly liberties here that you can take with this character being more of an avatar uh 
of the franchise of a fairly popular kind of sleeper franchise from Nintendo as well. Uh, just hitting that young girls market, not quite like a lot of others can. Um, interesting, interesting character. Definitely one of those things like Takamaru, like Mock Rider, whoever you're like, hey, here's a character that's not too much of a formulated character and even less so being an avatar for you. But the appeal kind of lies in like the diver on Smashtopia Wiki. Like, here's an here's something you just never think of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shantae, of course, comes from a more established series and in a vital indie title that could plausibly be... I think at one point that glass ceiling will be broken and an indie character will be playable in Smash because since the 2010s, indies have just become this massive thing. Nintendo has really adopted them and even has that whole Nindies brand for their indie showcases. And Shantae is a part of it. Like, Shantae is a spirit in Smash Brothers already, so there is a yep. precedent for acknowledging her from Sakurai from his team. Uh, Shovel Knight as well. I think Shantae, yep. Shovel Knight, and Commander Video are the only indies to have any kind of presence in Smash. Oh, I'm sorry. They Cuphead. Oh, yeah, Cuphead too. Cuphead. And Sans. Sans. But, but, I was, but they, they were added as DLC to Ultimate. I was seeing base game in previous titles. Right, right. Uh, Shovel Knight, you know, so far that assist trophy rule hasn't been broken, and he might be kind of screwed. But as far as Shantae goes, there's there's still some instance where she could be an ultimate, thanks to Midman. Um, I don't think that, even with the pain that it's going to inflict on you, I think that you probably have your initial thought and initial vote as well as I. I do. I do. Okay, hopefully this one's a little smoother than the last few. <laughs> uh, help. So yeah, my, yeah. my lead on this one, uh, I'm going with Shantae. Uh, I feel while Sagasalus would be really cool and whacked out, I think Shantae would just be magical, to put it in a word. I concur. Thank God. Thank God. And, uh, and if you said Savvy Silas, I was going to use your argument against you. <laughs> just oh, be like... The character thing? Yeah. Yeah, fair, yeah. fair. That'd be fair. Yep, so... Shantae moves on. Good yep. job. So, matchup number seven. It's, it's two ladies. It's Edelgard versus Ashley. Fire Emblem and Warrior Wear. <laughs> so, uh, g- give us your opening your opening discussion here. Because I... Hmm. <laughs> because you already have your vote. Well, not necessarily. Um, I have a lean, but we'll see where it goes. I have a lean as well. We will see where it goes. I have a feeling, but we shall see. Um, beginning with Ashley, she was introduced in WarioWare Touched on the Nintendo DS. I believe it was near the launch, so it was probably a 2004-2005 title. That was the first WarioWare game I played. So it was kind of see- cool seeing this, uh, you know, like e- pop-punk email kind of stuff was in at the time when Ashley was introduced. Uh, Sabrina-ish stuff. Like, she comes from that area of pop culture i feel like with the song and the aesthetic of her character very very charming and interesting with that yeah with that with that slight little edge so i can understand why she's become probably the fan favorite of the warrior characters of course besides wario um and that is extended to the assist trophy representation over characters that are probably more prominent to the WarioWare lore, as funny as it is to say lore and WarioWare together, um, because, like, Mona is a more prominent character story-wise, Jimmy T, whatever. But here we have Ashley, 
coming to the top. Kind of in a Min-Min-like situation, speaking of Min-Min. Um, so, and of course, and, and she always has her microgames you can lean back on. She has various characters, like Red, I would imagine, could kind of be like a Popo and Nana situation, maybe. Uh, and then just uh, like her, her talking book, various things that she can bring to life using her uh, whacked out potions. Um, yeah, so like there's a plant that I remember, like a piranha plant kind of thing. And other than that, just dark magic. And we have... We're kind of devoid of dark magic users in Smash. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's it. Oh, and Robin, yeah, yeah, that's true. Robin with Nosferatu, which he couldn't even use in Awakening, so <laughs> there's that. Tharia taught him. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Tharia taught him a lot of things. Um, <laughs> anyway. Probably not, actually. Robin was always creeped out by her. Um, unless US supported her. Getting off that tangent which is a little bit strange. Um, Edelgard, I mean, come on. She handily won versus Demetri and Claude when we had Kelly on our show for that Smasher Dash, which I was actually a little bit surprised in. Uh, but because, you know, each character brings their own thing. You have a primarily bow-based user, which is a little bit difficult for me to totally ascertain, but then you have a Lancer and a, and a Axe user, basically, uh, both of which are very lucrative to the Fire Emblem franchise and, and kind of changing the stigma it has in Smash by showing what the weapon triangle is and representing the series properly. And both being greatly written characters as well. Like, say what you will about Edelgard, lover or hater, the fact that you love her or hate her because of story actions show that she is a well-written character. She's very polarizing. Right, right. And that's what's captivating about her, besides... You know, the whole axe thing, commanding commanding sorties thing. Uh, so, but, you know, they, they both have their merits. And I'm disappointed that Byleth got in over Claude Dimitri or Edelgard. That's a side rant. So, yeah, how about you? So, um, starting with Edelgard here. Edelgard is definitely my favorite of the three lords from Three Houses. I championed oh, yeah. her before we even got Byleth, before we knew Fireball was going to get another character in Smash. Uh, then when we got Byleth, you know, we've, we've talked that one out enough, I feel like, so I'm going to try and ignore that mm. a little bit. Yeah. But uh, she, she would be very cool to have as another Axe Fire. Technically, you know, how much different is an Axe Fire going to be from a sword in terms of Smash? Fair point. It's, it's a very fair question here. But I think there's ways that you can make work. Like she could be slower on her attacks and whatnot. She's not going to be as nimble as a warrior as Marth. She's definitely not going to fight like the Marth uh, con conglomeration that they have going on there. Meanwhile, there's Ashley who is going to be magical. She's a little girl. She's yet she's somehow a prodigy. But she fucks up sometimes. With, like the giant plant was not what was supposed to happen. She's like uh, that's when she goes, "Oh no, not again!" in the song. So there's oh, yeah. that. We have Red the Demon, which is also her broom. So that's kind of fun. Like, if he was tagging along with her in Smash, you actually see him transform into the broom that she could use, whether she's going to up to the side or whatever it may be. Um, where, where this one kind of makes it difficult for me is when we did the Edelgard, uh, Dimitri, and Claude uh, battle, that was before Byleth came to Smash. And then we got Byleth to Smash, and he pretty much, they're trying to combine all three of the Lords plus Byleth all into one character is what it feels like. And it honestly kind of makes my excitement for Edelgard lower. Which is a shame. But that's kind of where I stand. Interesting. Interesting. Because there's still so much built-in bias for me towards Edelgard 
as a character that I uh, that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely near the very top brass of Fire Emblem for me in terms of lords, in terms of characters in general. And Fire Emblem is a very big franchise for me personally, so it would be difficult to vote against her. Although I do think that Ashley comes in from what is now kind of a more unique place. So, I get, and you know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still, there's there's still a precedent, like in Cinderella's and Smash, but you still obviously have enough of a tension for disobedience. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I'm in the Edelgard situation for me is that Violet takes up some of Edelgard's uh, property as well, and Cinderella doesn't take anything from the situation. That is that is true. That's true too. This doesn't mean we can't have Edelgard. It doesn't mean that we can't um, someday look at Violet and be like, oh, maybe we can make a different kind of like what we did for Toon Link. I think that's that's something that we could potentially that could be do on someday. That might, it might be a little yeah. bit difficult, but I mean that's that's something we can think about. And I mean, hey, Kelly made his own Violet that's completely different from what we got in Smash too. So he doesn't use Edelgard's Aimer. So That know. is better than what we got in Smash for Violet. In my opinion, <laughs> yes it is. Yeah, me me too, but never what yeah. Anyway, that's a totally different subject, as you said. Um, yeah, Byleth does take a little bit of, of Edelgard's gusto away. I do still think that there's enough that could be established with uh, her character that would be different. Uh, just the idea of having having her stand beside Byleth. I mean, even though I do love Edelgard, um, having two characters from three houses in general even though we have Lucina, Krom, and Robin kind of inexplicably. So let me get that out of the way. Having three Awakened characters in Smash also doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. <laughs> so... When it was just Robin and one Echo being Lucina, I was like, okay, sure, fine. She's an important character to the game. But when we got Krom, was like, fucking what? No. You don't need yeah. Krom and Lucina. Fuck off. Yeah, you don't need Krom and Lucina. And I'm thinking, do we need Edelgard and Byleth? Especially when Violet takes some away from her, um, and especially more than do we need Ashley from a char- from a series that you could say is maybe underrepresented by one character at this point. Fair. Um, so, against all reason, or or at least general appearances, I'm gonna go with Ashley here. I'm also going with Ashley here. As much as I would love to see Edelgard right now. I don't really feel like I need to have her in Smash. Before Byleth got out, I, I would have said Edelgard. If Byleth was not in, I would have done that. As things stand right now, like we're not looking at this as we're building a new Smash roster. We're looking at who gets added in addition. Like right now, I'd rather see yeah. Ashley be added in addition to Wario than Edelgard in addition to uh, Byleth. So there's that. Actually breaking down that AT law and bringing in Waluigi with her. Yep, good hey, day. Hey, let's do that. Yep. All right, so next, uh, the last matchup for the first round. Thank fucking God we're finally here. Uh, Toad versus Black Shadow. <laughs> potentially no. potentially the two weakest characters in the entire Tournament of Champions. What a lucky matchup for wow. one of them. Um, this is interesting. So uh, my thought process here, we got Toad, who is honestly the last of like the so-called Big Eight Mario characters that has not been playable in Smash as of yet. The others being uh, Mario, Peach, Luigi, Donkey Kong, Bowser, Wario, Yoshi, 
yeah, that was the Halo 7. I forgot, I thought I was missing something, but it's like, oh right, Toad is number 8. Uh, but honestly, as much as I think Toad should get into Smash at some point, I honestly, he's a harder one to come up with stuff for. We can easily make a moveset for him. I know I've thought of that before, I'm pretty sure you have too. But he's not as easy as some of the others. And to mm-hmm. some degree, I can understand him just being in Peach's dress. I get it. He's her. He's one of her yeah. retainers, so sure, whatever. Black Shadow, meanwhile, uh, would most likely just be an echo of uh, Captain Falcon and potentially would just take um, the majority of the Animorphs moveset upon himself. Um, beyond that, I really don't have much to say about Black Shadow other than he hates Captain Falcon and he's a villain. I don't have anything else to say about him or Toad. Except he forgot his bazooka at home. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't you uh, make a Black Shadow moveset on Smash, the Smash W wiki? It was the very first thing I put on the Smash W wiki was my Black Shadow moveset, yes. Wait, no. Is that true? It was either Black Shadow or Inkling. I think it was Inkling. I think Inkling was the first character I made, and then I made Black Shadow after Inkling, and then it was Dixie Kong. Interesting. So I'm, I'm looking here, and he's basically a... Uh, semi-clone or pseudo-clone of Captain Falcon. Yep, as, absolutely. As That's how it, I intentionally went into that uh, moveset designing him to be that way. Yeah, but even then, Shadow Dash and Bull Charge, uh, like, it's kind of funny when, when he uses his horns to ram an opponent instead of kicking forward yeah. with the Falcon. That's a good old time. Um, and then Toad, obviously, I think, brings more to the table in terms of moveset potential and is a more iconic character than Black Shadow. So if we're not approaching this in terms of, hey, there's Ganondorf and we want him to be different, so let's just insert Black Shadow, as is often a Smash Brothers argument from our fan base and the community. Yes. Um, I I would probably I would probably go Toad here just because there's more to do with him potentially, like tossing in the Mushroom House somehow, maybe as a Final Smash, doing Mario Party stuff with him. I don't know, but the potential's there. There's and Black Shadow just kind of writes himself. All right. Uh, I was actually leaning Black Shadow, but I'm happy to go with Toad here. Either either which way. I mean, unless you wanted to explain your lean on Black Shadow to see if you can change me. Uh, my lean on Black Shadow is pretty much just the fact that I think seeing him be in Smash and fighting would be more interesting. F-Zero has had one rep since the very first Smash for this game, and even though he would be a semi-clone Echo side of the situation... I just think seeing Black Shadow finally get in as the second S-Zero up would just be amazing to see. Meanwhile, Toad is another Mario character and not even like in the top, probably not even in the top five of Mario characters I would like to see added. Let's see. Let me think here. Waluigi, uh, Gino, if you're including him, Paper Mario, Wart, King Boo. Yeah, you're right. Toad Toad isn't in my top five. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just two very weakling characters could go either way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still kind of feeling Toad. Want to just do a coin flip since it's no, first round? I'm, I'm fine with thing. being Toad. I'm fine saying Toad. Okay, fine. Okay, Toad it is. All right, so after an hour and 20 minutes, we finished round one. Yeah. Let's get to the rest of this. Luckily, now that we're into round two, every character and what their potentials and histories has already been discussed, so we don't need to rehash all of that this time around. Yeah. So this should yeah, go we, faster. Yeah. We, we've technically gone through eight of the, out of the 15 matchups we're going to have today. So yeah, that's nice. Yeah. 
So Not moving, bad. Yeah. So moving on to round two, our first matchup is going to be between Zero and Marshall. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, as we discussed, Zero is a uh, would be a second Mega Man character, but would be from the Mega Man X side of the franchise compared to the classic version. Uh, he's a robot. He's got a sword. He's got all kinds of different weapons uh, and elemental attacks. Marshall would be all about rhythm and pulling from various mini games across rhythm heaven, most likely. And it only makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Slappy Gene. What a matchup this is. Mm-hmm. So, um, although honestly, I already know who I'm voting for. Do you? I, I know what my lean is, and I'm pretty sure I know what your lean is. <laughs> is the question um yeah so my my lean as you would imagine is marshall and uh that's just coming from the idea of representing a pretty uh at this point compared to other other franchises relatively popular franchise for nintendo and just with the sneaky spirit and uh i almost call it smash or dash but smash run uh, and just the mystique of having rhythm happen in the game with the chords, kids' conversations all the time really warmed me up towards the idea. And then just having that rhythm-based idea, which I think can be inputted into Smash. haven't quite figured it out yet, but I think that we could. Yeah. Uh, just uh, building up, like, attack power with, with fighting to the rhythm or something. And just having the charm of Rhythm Heaven inserted into the mini-game specials and whatever, that's interesting to me. Although there's obviously an argument for Zero, too, with all of the very strong variety of things that he can do absolutely so yeah so as you said your lean is marshall and that's i'm assuming where your vote is going um my lean when i look at these two characters is well i don't play music or rhythm games so i naturally just don't i, I don't even know rhythm heaven was a thing until the leaks were coming out saying we're going to get chorus kids in smash 4 from the old gamatsu leaks like i, I don't even know it existed no, I've never yeah. heard of I'd heard of um, uh, the Elite Beat Agents. I've heard of those guys. I've never heard of Rhythm Heaven. Not not once. Uh, but Zero, you know, well, he's a Mega Man. Uh, and Zero is where my lean would be between the two of these. However, um, when it comes to characters that... When it comes to two characters that I think are would both be really good to have, like these two, and we have Zero as the... There is the whole third-party there thing there, where I did say I was going to try and ignore that, but... It's always going to be in the back of the head. But between the two of these, well, I would love to see Zero... I, me personally, I would say I want Zero in more than Marshall. I think Marshall would be incredibly cool to have and would be arguably more unique than Zero would be. And I'm down to put Zero through to the next round. Or not Zero. Um, I'm down to put Marshall through to the next round. I think I'm also down to put Marshall through to the next round. Um, Zero, though, uh, great character. I wouldn't have any qualms against him, but... Yeah, my official vote is Marshall. All right. In that case, let's get on to the second match of round two, which is going to be Spider-Man versus Midna. So Every time he comes up, it's just funny. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, he he would honestly work so well, and he'd fit in super easily, especially mm -hmm. compared to, like, Superman, who would be boring. Uh, yeah. So between these, we've got, you know, we've got our web-slinging, acrobatic Spider-Man versus our mounted wolf warrior, Midna. Uh, between the two of these, I've, we discussed a lot of Midna and Spider-Man already. I don't think like we need to really hash over much of the same stuff between the two of them. Uh, well, I do think Spider-Man would be super cool. 
I'm leaning Midna on this one. Bitter defeat versus Takamaru. I'm actually leaning Midna as well. Um, I, I actually think that just in my personal mindset that she would just be a more interesting character to play as. Not necessarily to have, because Spider-Man being in Smash is just obscene, yeah. but to play as. So, yeah, I can I can get behind that. Okay. I mean, if Spider-Man was in Smash, though, he would dominate the air game so fucking hard. He'd be a top-tier character. Let's be honest. Out. Okay, next matchup <laughs> of round two. We got Decidueye and Shantae. Who? Buddy Bear. This is going to be harder for you than for me. Honestly, no, it's not. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, per, per, I can I can look at just about any pairing of characters ever and just pick who I would rather see. Yeah. Just about. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, go ahead and cover the two of these to start off with. Okay, so as we already established, uh, Decidueye is basically uh, the fan choice for Smash Ultimate, and we were all sort of jaded when Incineroar was included. The idea of still having Decidueye in would be awesome nevertheless shantae a very prominent indie title been around since 2000 i think and always supported nintendo uh ever since the onset of the game boy color uh great character plat you know platformer where she can transform into a variety of different animals and that alone is pretty interesting and i'm sure that you would be getting her uh dancing in there somewhere as well so overall a pretty interesting genie to include uh certainly better than rudy the clown so uh yeah that's that's kind of that you got a bird archer with some ghosts in them and you got a genie that transforms into animals to kind of dilute it to the very essence half genie mind you half genie yeah half genie yeah exactly what's so, the other half like a coconut no yes actually it it is how did the fuck did you know that? I don't know. Wow, it's like you actually did your research for once. Yep. Oh. So yeah, Death Situation and Shantae, we got cool, badass Archer Owl. That's also Robin Hood and has talons, which is be fucking funny to see somebody kick you with. Uh, and then Shantae, the dancing half-genie hero, turns into animals, has magic, has piratey gear. Always fun times. Between the two of them... Again, both would be awesome to have. But I do know who I would rather see more between the two of them. Do you know who you would rather see? John? Oh, you want me to tell you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shake those hips, baby. All right, so you're voting Shantae then? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I Decidueye could be <laughs> cool, but let's Shantae being a turn into animals and having all the other gear that she has... She just has so much more potential there, and you can do some really cool-looking stuff. I want to be Shantae. No, you don't. Oh, okay. All right, so last matchup of round two, we're back to Ashley and Toad. Ashley, our uh, dark sorceress extraordinaire, except she somehow screws up with plants, and she has a little imp as her best friend. And Toad, who is Toad? I don't have anything more to say. <laughs> how long did this round take compared to the first a lot quicker because we didn't go into the bullshit of their histories and what they can do yeah yeah so toad first debuted and no just kidding um as if i would know that off the top of my head anyway when i don't do research uh, super mario brothers 
Yeah. When was it released though? Nineteen eighty-two. Our princess is in another castle. Nineteen eighty-three. Nineteen eighty-three. See, I wouldn't have known. Um. Okay. So here, this is just. Come on, right? Ashley makes the kid into mincemeat, and that's just kind of where I, where I stand. Of course. Yeah. Oh, How about also, you? Uh, 1985, not 1983. I was thinking of the original Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah, crap. Obviously, okay. Ashley dominates Toad here. Not in that way. But um, it's he just doesn't have as much that he can do that would be really cool off the top of our heads compared to Ashley. And let's get WarriorWare another rep. Agreed. Agreed. All right, so we're down Toad to... Toad franchise where, you know, there's a lot of real estate to cover that other characters cover more interestingly anyway yeah so anyways uh we're now into the semifinals we only got four characters left out of our initial 16. let's see how these last few matchups go we only got three more to discuss but these could get difficult yeah more coin flips as of the semifinals okay marshall versus medna Are you crying? Yeah. Have you devolved into madness? Yeah, a long time ago. A long so we time ago. So once again have our rhythm warrior of Marshall versus our mounted wolf warrior of Midna. Uh, both would be incredibly unique. Uh, they they would both bring so much new to Smash that either or would be amazing to have. Like these are both top tier choices, honestly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I concur. Uh, and their names both start with M's. They do. And they uh, both have the same number of consonants in their names. And no, uh, M -D N for Midna and M R S H L for Marshall. Interest. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Now they do have the same amount of vowels. They do have the same amount of vowels, and they uh, they they have the same number of of letters in their names as well. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're both Nintendo characters. They're both first party Nintendo characters. Is Marshall first party? Uh, yeah. I thought he was second. Oh, I actually um, thought that they were first party. I thought that EAD made them or something. So let me just go check really quick. I'm mean, gonna hop onto the rhythm and... but go ahead and buy yourself some oh. time there. Nevertheless, uh, Nintendo SPD One. So whatever the hell that is, their first party. Yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely first party. It's one of their internal development teams for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, cheers to that, Marshall, and then Midna, of course. Um, my my argument here, uh, I guess, kind of stands that they're both wildly unique fighters. So it's that comes down to preference. Um, where we stand on a little bit more even turf is just Midna is adding another character to an existing franchise, and admittedly one that needs it. Like them renovating the Zelda character style was cool, but not all of what we would have preferred for Zelda in Ultimate. Um, Marshall, meanwhile, again, a prominent enough first-party series with a interesting modern outlook for nintendo could use a new game on the switch but uh but for the most part it's still fresh enough in people's minds i'd say so, so um you're you just just representing 
an underloved franchise and an unrepresented franchise uh, in the first party scape. Both great character choices. Oofy, oofy, doofy. This is hard. Where, where I'm kind of looking to these here is um, something I think about with Midna is okay. Here's a character that they're probably gonna be probably gonna be a little bit of rush down to their game mechanics, but also the fact that let's look at the Zelda franchise and its representation in Smash. So we get Link in Smash 64. In Melee, we get uh, Zelda, Gandorf, and Young Link. That's a lot. Awesome. Cool. Brawl. We lose Young Link, we get Toon Link. Really not much of a change there. Uh, Smash 4, not, no change. Ultimate, we get back to or we get back Young Link. That's it. Cool. We haven't had a single new Smash newcomer, arguably, since Melee. So that's why like I'm I'm super disappointed. Just give me somebody from Zelda, please. Give, give me someone, damn it, Sakurai, come on. Toon Link, Link replacing Young Link does not count. It does not. And even if you want to count it, that's still no new Zelda character since Brawl. That's still a, yep. several games back. Uh, also, when I look at uh, Marshall, while you're right, it will be another new game to be added into Smash, and it's always cool to see new franchises be represented. Um, Splatoon is the only, not counting DLC, but just looking at the base game, Splatoon is the only Nintendo IP to be introduced to Smash with the new fighter uh, in Ultimate. What kind of what's something that's always that kind of hurts me with Rhythm Heaven, and I still think Marshall would be great, is I'm also having to think about how they are going to fight in Smash. And sometimes you see a character and just like, oh man, I really want Mega Man to be in Smash. I love Mega Man. I really want to see Duck Hunt be in Smash. I love Duck Hunt. And they get out of the game and just like, oh, I don't like how they play. I'm not very good with them. I'm glad you're here, but I suck as you, so I don't really care about you. In the game, I just feel like I would kind of be the same way with Marshall. I don't think I would be very good with the style of gameplay that he would most likely require. Having to be careful with your button inputs and following a rhythmic pattern, I can't just go crazy and run at you and just start doing, hitting you with attacks like I can with Bowser or Ike or Mario or whoever the hell else. And I, I think that's part of why I don't lean as hard on Marshall compared to some of the other characters. Like, I'll rather see Zero or Ganon. I'm, I, I can envision how they'd fight. Now I would enjoy how they fight more than I would enjoy playing as Marshall. Yeah. Fair fair point on, on your behalf. Absolutely. Uh, Midna would be an interesting character that plays differently from other characters while not being as complicated. For me, that was a character like Shulk with all of his different buffs. is is just mm. a little bit beyond me for the most Agreed. part. Um, <clears throat> like I like the but, idea of Shulk. I like the idea of how he works, but I cannot play him very well. Yeah, seriously. Um, me either. And with some time and elbow grease, maybe. But I just don't have it. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I, I think the easiest way to translate Marshall and, and the Rhythm Heaven idea into Smash Brothers is to uh, either have different special moves where you play to different rhythms through the moves or you just go for a universal rhythm that you can use any move towards um to build up momentum and, and make them stronger which would probably be easier said than done um but easier translatable to standard moves maybe you know like uh one two three four and then you hit out in that pattern for your standard jabs and you accumulate more damage than if you broke the rhythm so uh that's kind of i don't know it's it's as always something to work out maybe even a full in a full smashtopia episode one day um 
But that's kind of how I see it, just kind of as an initial thing, just to get it out there into the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the idea, and given I'm I'm perusing Smash Forces right now, um, car- uh, user named First Blade, so a Soul Calibur fan, uh, posted Marshall's character to Smash Boards as a as a kind of like a campaign to get interest drummed up for the character as they do they have different clubs on there as you know um so just you know we, we have the criterion you know uh we fit trainer mr game and watch offbeat characters in smash that work well for what they are uh and i what the what i like about marshall beyond the rhythm idea is just the idea of having various mini games from rhythm heaven represented so we're talking about um karate joe you can have karate man because that's just uh some punches and kicks translated into marshall's new uh you know like standard attack or some of his tilts or whatever uh you can have him pull out drumsticks and and drum those forward and in, in marching order or, or whatever uh apparently there's soccer balls and 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 flipper rolls and so he's, he's a fairly aerobic character as well um yeah i don't know without without trying to push too long on the subject there's just a lot of different things you can pull from with marshall uh, and i kind of like the idea of having that all-around character which i feel like he would be similar to with a doable gimmick which i feel a universal rhythm would generally be uh that pulls together all sorts of stuff because we don't get that a whole lot. We get it with Game & Watch and not too much else, and I love Game & Watch. So that's uh, that's the appeal to that character for me, is having that sort of charm where it kind of appeals to the same, I don't know, cortex in your mind. <laughs> um, Midna, meanwhile, comes from a very good game in, tw- in the Zelda franchise and, again, uh, represents something different moveset-wise. Uh yeah and zelda needs it It at this point yeah so so do we need i guess the urgency i guess it's like do we more urgently need another zelda character another rhythm heaven i think that you can that's even ground for midna to argue from uh just because it's more pressing since zelda is one of the big three franchises and of the big three it's the only one being neglected at this point um, yeah, like, seriously. Like, so after, yeah. after Brawl not having any new... Well, I mean, we got Diddy Kong for Donkey Kong, but even then it felt like Donkey Kong was still lagging behind, and Smash always still had nothing. And finally we got King K. Rool. It's like, oh god, finally. Donkey Kong feels good again. Okay, now can we get Dixie in the next game? Look, so yeah. Some series just... they Some series get a lot. Like, Pokemon is always getting something, which, no surprise there. But there's some series, there's some series like uh, Donkey Kong and Zelda, and arguably Xenoblade at this point, need another character. Agreed. Agreed. There could easily be a world where, like Fire Emblem, they're maybe overrepresented or just overrepresented in a certain way, but we haven't reached that point yet. So uh, maybe one day we will, because that's a better problem to have, I think. I mean, I would say in a certain <laughs> way they're kind of represented where half of, where four characters fight the same way. But uh, yeah. if you just changed out those characters, I think Fireman would be better. I agree. I agree. Jeez. Uh, it's not that they're overrepresented, it's that uh, they're represented poorly. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So those are, kind, those are kind of the arguments for these characters. Um, I don't know what much else to say other than making our vote. I agree. I, I have my vote. I mean, it, it's it's tough here. I mean, we're in the semifinals. We're the top four characters. Of course, it's going to be hard at this point. But I mm -hmm. do know who, out of these two, who I would rather see add into the Smash. Looking at, you know, who they are, their games, uh, what they would bring to Smash, both in terms of franchise and who they are and how they would fight. Also, just, like, enjoyment and using them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I get you there, big brother. All right. Well, and uh, <laughs> you want me to you want me to say mine first or something? Uh, if you want to, I I have mine as well. Okay, let's just kind of errantly throw them out there and just get it done with. Uh, so Midna. Yeah, absolutely, Marshall. That's right. <laughs> I was afraid of that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I don't know. You have you, the, the idea of Marshall. I don't know how much more I can explain to get across the appeal to me. You, you don't. I, um, I understand the appeal. That you don't have to get anything across. That's the yeah. thing. And but same it, thing with it. Mitch. Just comes down to who I would rather see, and I would rather yeah. see, like a lot of a lot of it's just like I'm not a rhythm guy. I'm not a music guy. I don't give a fuck about music. Period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Midna, another Zelda character, an awesome Zelda character, fighting on top of a wolf. It's like, fuck yes, this is hitting so many cool tick boxes. Let's fucking go. Also, I can rush down and chase people yeah. with Midna on a wolf. And, dude, imagine being on a wolf chasing Jigglypuff. <laughs> dude. Or seeing Ridley run away. Oh my god. No, we don't have time for Jigglypuff song. No, stop. Donna. We do not have time for nonsense. We fit it in right in the very end. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. 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 I guess outside of the rhythm aspect, as you know, um, you're not giving a fuck about rhythm or music is equally met by my giving a fuck about it. Um Besides that point, I guess um, just the multifarious nature of Marshall is also what appeals to me. So, you know, at one point he is uh, drumming across with with a drum line kind of thing. Another point he's he's uh, he's singing out or uh, he's connecting to somebody with a heart that's above his head or uh, just doing all sort or doing karate, building robots, throwing flip flops, uh boarding on a on kind of a air-based snowboard jumping on a trampoline uh yeah <laughs> all, all sorts of little weird things like that the quirk of the character and the potential to draw from all those different mini games it, it's it's just uh it's just a vibrant idea it's it's a it's a fun idea um then that's why i'm kind of drawn to him Although, again, Midna, good stuff too. But this is just the crossroads we're at now, right? Because we're talking about two characters that are evenly matched in almost every respect. And so it really does come down to 
nitpicking various biases to just kind of see who relents first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't know. I, it's hard for me because I love Zelda. I mean, I love Zelda more than I love Rhythm Heaven. And I'm, but I'm also very interested in the type of character Marshall is. Um, so that's kind of where I am at. Um, who's our other matchup again? Just for the sake of me remembering. The other matchup is Shantae versus Ashley. That will also be different. 15 minutes to get through these last three matchups. Okay. 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 Um. Shantae. Um, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Do we want to quickly divert to Shantae and Ashley and then come back to Marshall Linda? Sure. Okay. Sure, we can do that. So let's quickly we can do get that. through this. We've got our, we've got our shape-shifting genie again versus the uh, witch of WarioWare, the witch of Diamond City, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, between the two of them, uh, we have an indie, we have a potential second WarioWare rep, both are kind of similar to the fact that they're that they are female her heroines. Is Ashley a heroine? I don't I don't know. She's I don't, yeah. I don't know about that. But uh, with two females that are inclined towards magic and both would be pretty damn cool. They both have their fan bases, that's for sure. Uh, between the two of them, I'm drawn more towards Shantae, but I think Ashley would be really cool as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I choose Ashley. Really? No, just kidding. Oh. I, I'm. I'm on board with you with with Shantae. Um, just for the sake of the, the animal transformations, or um, and just the fact that she's representing an indie title that also appeals to me a lot. Okay. I yeah, I thought I you mean, were when you said Ashley, I thought you were actually seriously going with Ashley. There, I was like, oh, huh. <laughs> I, I, Not. I, just threw right. you for a loop, but I mean, I I like Ashley, but yeah, I, I would rather Shantae honestly. Okay. Well, in that case, Shantae moves on to the finals, and we're back to debating Marshall Midna. Didn't, this didn't is about as much effective as presidential debates. Um, yeah. I, I hear that Marshall will bring us universal health care without raising taxes. I hear that he's going to force everybody to join in a sing-along every other Friday. You know, Midna might do the same thing just because she knows you'd hate it. There is that too. So we have Shantae locked in for the finals. Yes. We have, and then either Marshall or Midna will be going up against her. Also going to be a formidable fight. Um, I am still. See, the problem is that I think we're both still harping on our individual trains here. And we've already said so much about these characters and why we have the stances that we have mm -hmm. that we're just kind of stuck in limbo. We kind of are. I'm honestly not sure how to resolve this. Because, like, like you, obviously you're a huge Rhythm Heaven fan. You're also a huge Zelda fan. Uh, I have had no contact with Rhythm Heaven, admittedly minimal with Zelda. But I know Midna as a character. I know how she acts. Uh, I know how she fights. Marshall, he, he's the Game & Watch. He's the game of the yeah. watch. Uh, he's also yeah. kind of a little bit of Wii Fit Trainer. They're all, all three of them are kind of like in that same similar vein uh, in terms of like how they would right. move and right. act. Uh, but 
the sticking point to me is I look at how they would fight. And Marshall, yeah, yeah, sure, you can try and just run towards characters with him and just hit them how you want. But if you don't follow the rhythm gimmick of him, you're not going to be able to do much. And that just makes a character that I'm never going to enjoy playing as. Just like I can't enjoy playing as Duck Hunt, even though I want to enjoy playing Duck Hunt so bad. You know what? I think I think I I have found a way that we can stimmy this and move on to the finals. What's that? It is that you're having a difficult time wrapping your head around Marshall. Meanwhile, I am fully aware of how both Marshall and Midna could generally play, and they would both bring something unique. And you write that I love both franchises. Um, if Marshall were going against Shantae. It might be a wash, and Shantae would win because we would reach the same debacle in the final round. Midna is at least somebody we can both argue for, and Shantae is someone we could both argue for. So since we're both fans of Midna, whereas you're having trouble with Marshall, why don't we just move on with Midna against Shantae? You sure? I mean, I'm as sure as I'll ever be, which is about 55% of the way sure, but... uh, yeah, if we if we do not do it, and I, you are not, like, can we establish it? You are not the person who would ever relent, so I just feel like I should, so that true. we can move on. <laughs> I relented on Black Shadow. <laughs> yeah, that was a difficult one to relent. But in, in all honesty, you know, Mid, uh, Marshall would be cool to have, he really would. But I'm just like, between the two of these, if I can only have one of these in Smash... I know Midna more than I know Marshall. I'm going to vote yeah. for Midna. That's just, that's just yeah. how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in a general circumstance where we're not fighting for time, uh, maybe we would just sing Kumbaya and it would be a campfire for two hours before we come with a decision. We, we but would eventually pull this... Jake into the hole and be like, all right, Jake, listen, here's the thing. <laughs> that would be pretty insane. And if that anybody's be... wondering, like, well, why didn't you guys just get a guest for this one so you didn't have these kind of awful ties? Look at the time we're taking just the two of us talking about these characters. Add in the third person, this is a three-hour podcast. No. Yeah, we're, al- we're almost at the two-hour mark at this point. Yeah, we are. Um, which, I mean, is okay. We can go a little bit over. But nonetheless, just as a general rule of thumb, we want to make this easily listenable for other people. Yeah. Um. So, <sighs> yeah. Let's, uh, how do you want to go about this? How do I want to go just... about what? Midna and Marshall? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Or, or were you talking about something else? Oh, no, just uh, just just this. Like, I know your vote is Midna. So, let's see. If I maintain my vote as Marshall and we got a tiebreaker in here within 10 seconds, that would be kind of crazy. So uh, let me just hold on, hold on just a brief second here. Okay. And let me see. Are you messaging Jake? I I don't know. Should I? <laughs> I mean, you act like you're still on. So I'm just like, are you messaging somebody here asking for a tiebreaker vote? I might be. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Hold on a second. If they don't answer in one minute, we're just going to move on. Okay, so we bullshit for one minute? 
Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, so I mean, okay. So honestly, here, like Marshall Midna, I we keep just harping on the same things here, but they would both be, um, they they both hit two different kinds of areas of things. So we have Marshall. You know, he's it's a new franchise. It's something new. It's it. Honestly, I don't think Marshall Rhythm Heaven were like on the vast majority of Smash fans' radars until the Gamatsu leak happened. Once that part happened. Everybody was just like, what's this? What is this game? Okay, Rhythm. That'd be pretty cool. Like, people in the past have discussed potential Rhythm reps with, like, the elite beat agents. But um, there wasn't really much with them, I don't think most people thought, because all they did was sing. They didn't really move around. Sure, you could have them be like, oh, the three of them can run around in a group. They can hit people with their microphone. But there wasn't really a whole lot with that. You messaged multiple people. What did, what, you're just trying to get a reaction. You're trying to get, like, the first person to respond, aren't you now? And neither one of them appear yeah. to be online, so that's a thing. Okay, well. I know, what, a, what a pain. What a but, pain. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> but uh, Rhythm yeah. Heaven is, people have kind of solidified around that as our potential rhythm-based game. Oh my god, you missed another person. <laughs> Holy shit. This, this, is, this is live nonsense going on right now. Jono has messaged Jake, Trevor, and Eric, who have all previously appeared on the... Uh, Super Casperless podcast asking for their help in breaking this tie. None of them. Oh wait. Oh, Trevor has seen the message. Trevor's the only one who has seen the message. So we might actually have a decision made here. Midna kind of falls under the style of like she's the navy based character we've had in Zelda ever since Ocarina of Time. Uh, compared to Navi, everybody's just like, oh my god, Midna is so much of a character. And then we got Fee, who was super annoying. He's like. Master, your Wiimote battery is running low. You should change the batteries. Fuck off. Seriously, <laughs> Fee. Fuck off. I don't... Is that Trevor's vote? He... <laughs> Alright, Trevor's vote is in. We, we have... Trevor, this, is why, this is why we've fallen apart as friends. You son of a gun dookie head. <laughs> Oh no! So, so the answer we've gotten back from Trevor here, we've asked him, uh, who should be adding to Smash, Marshall or Midna? Trevor's response was, "Didn't I write a Midna submission referring to way back on our Mercurios days?" And uh, he says, "Oh, I did. So I got to go with her." And Jono responds with, "Fuck, Lister's your best friend now. Sorry, Trevor. I guess Jono has abandoned you. But hey, maybe one day I'll play Earthbound and we can actually be real friends." So I guess that means Midna is moving on. Uh, we got to quickly decide between Midna and Shantae. Hold your God, please let this be a quickly decide. Uh, we've got our magic little imp on a wolf. We've got our magic half-genie, belly-dancing, animal-transforming, half-piratey, nautical nonsense. Huh. Yep. Aveline. Actually, I have a vote. I also have a vote. Cool. Are they going to be the same? Are they going to be the same? I Are don't they? know. I hope so. My... I hope so. Should, should we should we go so. on three? Sure. Right, okay. So these are both great characters. Let's see. Both of them have spirits in Smash. Neither one of them is an assist trophy. One of them's not. I am going for three, two, one. Chante. <laughs> Are you kidding me? 
No, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> what is the attraction? I'm surprised. I'm surprised because Shantae was something that you would more so champion than I. I mean, Shantae would be really cool and awesome to have a special. There's absolutely nothing false about that statement. But, again, and they're both great characters as well, but I'm looking at how they would fight in Smash, and I'm looking at um, enjoyment levels of them each, and I think Midna would be a lot more fun to be able to play as. Shantae would be fun, but I think Midna would just be more more fun. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. There's a a benefit there. Uh, Shantae, there's a more nebulous concept because you have so many transformations that you have to take into account. Like, is she going to turn into the harpy, the monkey, the what? You know, so there's, there's not everything is going to make it in. So it's a little more difficult to ascertain. Um, I think that my primary, I have, I'm coming at this from basically three separate angles. Number one, having a transformation character has kind of fallen out of style since uh, Brawl. And it would be cool to have that kind of back into play. Uh, Number two... It's an indie. I am a big champion of indie titles. I like that Nintendo has been championing them because that wasn't always the case with Nintendo. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's it would be a big door unlocked for that to happen. And thirdly, Midna keeps jacking my shit. Beating Takamaru, beating Marshall. I mean, beating at this Spider-Man. point, I'm just healthy. Eh, that was easier. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's part of why, like, I was, like, I've gotten really huge on Midna, or probably really since Hyrule Warriors, and she got added to that game, and I could see how she could fight on her own, and not just with Link running around and her helping out with whatnot. Seeing her actually getting to fight in that game, again, you know, with a wolf, but still, that was really cool to me. I was like, oh my gosh, he would actually be really cool to have. Like, people, people talked about her getting to Smash in the Brawl days. And she, yeah, sure, she was up there for me, but Hyrule Warriors is what really showed me this is what she can do. Shantae, yeah, yeah Hyrule Warriors she, did that for a lot of characters. It luckily. did. It, really, it even gave ideas for how Fee could be playable, or Fi, however the hell you say her name. Stupid fucking sword lady. Fucking dumb, yeah. But Shantae would also be pretty cool. As you mentioned, you know, she's indie, so she would break open that door. Uh, there, there's very few doors left in terms of smash characters getting in that hasn't been broken down already the indie door and the assist trophy door are pretty much the only two left i mean you could mm-hmm. argue i guess also characters that have no nintendo presence those ones you know that that's also a huge door that hasn't been broken down yet i guess kratos somehow appeared or master or uh or master chief yeah, yeah. or uh, or four parties yeah that that's a different door that's not a video game door but yeah it's still a door um, mm-hmm. and again, she's also magic. She can transform. She, I don't, she, her transformations wouldn't be like moveset changing, like, uh, Pokemon trainer or Zelda Sheik. They'd be more like, oh, for her side special, she turns into an elephant and charges forward. Oh, for her up, she turns into a harpy and flies up in the air. That, that's what her right. transformations would be about. Well, it's not going to change her whole moveset. It's more just elements of it. Which Smash is oh, missing. Yeah. 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 So not, it's, it's a much missing, better take on that kind of thing. It's funny, a yeah. lot of the characters that we discuss here in this tournament of champions, the archetype of fighter that they would be, Smash is missing that archetype. Mock Rider, Marshall, uh, Midna, Takamaru, Takamaru, arguably Scorpion, Shantae, Edelgard, mm-hmm. Ashley, technically, in a way. A-, a lot of these kinds of characters are just not playable yet, which has made 
some of this discussion difficult. Mm-hmm. We're just like, oh, the Smash doesn't have this, but Smash doesn't have that either. And that's the case with both Marshall and Midna, with Midna and Shantae. Go fucking figure. Yeah. Luckily, though, this is the final round, so if we do not wish to argue much more, and we're kind of at a stalemate, there is the option to turn it into a tiebreaker for the audience. True, we could. We could. Uh, we can try to settle it here. I don't know how we would, however. Well, let, let's think of it this way. Let's, let's give ourselves a few minutes here to hash this out before we close things off and we put it to the viewers. Shantae, Transformer, Pirate Gear, Magic, More than Becomes Animals, Midna, Imp, Twilight Princess, literally, and origin-wise, Rides on a Wolf, Quadruped Fighter, and Mounted Unit. Doesn't wield a weapon, but still a mounted unit. Uh, can teleport, yep. Shantae, don't, don't, she can teleport, but she can turn into animals and fly around. So, more or less. Uh, mm -hmm. Both strong female characters in, honestly, I would say gaming history. They may, they may not be a Lara no. Croft, but they're still strong female characters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, either or would be great to have a Smash. One is a new Zelda rep, one is an indie rep. I don't really know that there's much to say else about either of them. How are you feeling about the two of them? At this point, with with all of our different conversational points exhausted, I'm just kind of thinking in, a, in the sense of really just trying to throw them into Ultimate in my mind mm -hmm. and watching it from the inception. Like, say, Nintendo Direct appears, the Smash Brothers emblem appears, and we're in the middle of a trailer. What would be more personally exciting to me? Okay. So I'm trying to view it from that standpoint now and just taking away all of the other fuzz and and diluting it to that as a fan of Smash. Um, so just picturing that all coming together, what would I be more excited for i actually yeah i think i have a vote i'm not gonna say if it's necessarily revised but it does frame things in a different perception when i think of it that way like oh there's a trailer oh excitement amongst our friends and in, in the chat room or whatever um <clears throat> interesting interesting Interesting. The the mind's eye has spoken. Okay. Um, I I, I <laughs> yeah. try to try and think about things in a similar way. Like I try to imagine how they're fighting and how I would be playing as them. As I've mentioned before with Marshall and Duck Hunt and whatnot, it's like yeah, and you know like Scorpion Destigwise, both of them I can kind of imagine how they would fight, and I would probably enjoy playing as both of them. Scorpion I think would be more like you know running towards people because there's probably a little bit more keep away, but between these two characters, uh. One of them, honestly, I have a little bit of a harder time imagining how they would fight than the other, but I still think they would still be a great fighter. I think they'd both be um, fun to use and play as. Whether or not one is um, more complicated than the other, eh, they both have their own complications. But I, I have I have my vote, too, when I think about how they're fighting in the game. And also, trailer-wise, I was thinking about that a little bit. I was also trying to think about, like, what, one of them I couldn't think of the music they, they would have. The other one was like, oh, yeah. They've got some great ass music that could come with them. Oh god. 
Shantae has fucking amazing music. Let's be real here. I don't care about music. The video game soundtracks are are a different rule for me. Shantae has great oh, music. Oh, yeah. That, that is just oh, yeah. true. So does Splatoon, and so does Fall Guys. If you haven't played Fall Guys, what are you doing? Damn that game. Damn. <laughs> nice. Uh, Zelda. Yeah, I mean, Zelda would probably be like uh, the remix of Midna's Lament or something like that. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so... Let's say our final votes, and if we have to leave it up to the viewers, we'll leave it up to the viewers. All right, I agree to that. Right. Alrighty. So, uh, what are you thinking? I'm leaning the character that I feel like I would, looking at them in Smash, watching them in Smash, playing as them in Smash. The character that I think I would have more fun using and would love to use against other people and going through their classic mode with. I would love to kick some ass with Midna. It's a viable choice. And so the question is, do I let that be or move towards Shantae because they're both viable options? Um, Shantae, as you said, has great music. Uh, that is undeniable. I could be part of it if you wanted to. And, it, and it's very difficult. So when I was going through, just thinking about the trailer and stuff, it's like, crap. If I do that, they both would have great trailers. So this is difficult, too. Yep. <laughs> But you know what? I have come to a decision. And um, at the end of it all, after all of the intense discussion and the, uh, you know, the, the, the salt on my wounds with what Midna has done to me and my friends, Marshall and Takamaru. Hey, you remember that poll uh, we had in our Discord group of what Smash got everyone? And Amaterasu was beating all of my favorites. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, I remember my salt there. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so in the end i don't think i ever voted I... <laughs> no in the end i actually vote midna oh i wasn't sure what you would do yeah neither would i i mean if it were an indie game that i were more personally invested in if this were by some means hollow knight or something uh, i would probably go for the knight but in this case it's just more easy to imagine and i do love midna and i do love twilight princess and i love the idea of a by bi primarily bipedal fighter um quadrupedal and a mountain fighter yeah quadrupedal yeah bipedal there's a lot of that isn't there yes uh unipedal would be interesting uniracer in smash next so, um, interesting result. Nothing I could have said I would have expected coming into this. Yeah, I mean, it was really kind of impossible to tell how this was going to go. I knew we were going to have some ties, because that's just fakeness of this whole thing. I knew we were going to have some tough conversations about all the characters. And us having exhausted some of what we can talk about with them is also not much of a surprise. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that we finally come to the end of this. We've picked the winning character and maybe in uh, seven years from now, we'll be sitting down for the ultimate tournament of champions where the eight winners of the first eight tournament of champions go head to head. And we slowly cry and decide to just say no. And we end the podcast before that ever happens. Because, oh my God, can you imagine? That'll be the moment we quit. Um, yep. <laughs> simultaneously. But 
by all means though the point that this was pointed conversation on feel because we've gone through all of these matchups already in prior episodes we came in here more prepared it was more of a uh, fluid episode in terms of the content that we were bringing to the table it was it was a good way to finish up the last year and i think that people will who are interested in the subject anyway of course will be invested in how we were invested in this discussion so it was it was a nice way to cap off the first year it'll be very interesting to see as well if people will be like oh yeah i agree with this um result or what the hell you guys eliminated savvy stylus round one what are you doing they're gonna Sorry. be like what what you've eliminated takamaru and marshall i agree with jono and i am salty as well uh, honestly <laughs> honestly if takamaru had beaten midna I would have argued for Takamaru past Spider-Man and past Marshall. I don't know if I'd have argued that versus Shantae or not. Probably, sh honestly, yeah, yeah, I probably would have voted Takamaru all the way to the end at that point. It, th those two are just still both yeah. extremely extremely uh, great character choices. I would have loved to have seen those two of them in the finals. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. Um, Takamaru versus Marshall would have been difficult. I think I would have gone Takamaru as well. Uh, just goes to show that uh, it's just kind of how the game goes sometimes. You randomize things, and this is what you get. Yep. So, uh, yeah, until next time, we're going to hit you with year two, season two, whatever you want to call it, and we are going to diversify ourselves with the first episode. This September, our on topic is going to focus on something not necessarily totally related to Smash for once. Oh. No, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Pokemon. Our memories playing Pokemon, watching Pokemon, being Pokemon. Uh, out of Smash, Pokemon memories will be coming to you soon to kick off our second year. And until then, I guess well, thanks for listening. And uh, it's been a pleasure in the end. It's been interesting doing this with you, and I'm excited for the next set of several episodes that we're gonna be doing. All right. Well, everybody. Year one, season one, whatever you want to call it, is done next time around. Gonna be some Pokemon. Maybe Chucky Finster will make the move to year two. I hope not.